0: Program complete. Enter when ready. I, I thought about just uh, just being on here like just shirtless, just sitting here, <laughs> like nothing was nothing was weird at all. With <laughs> huh. well,
1: the with the rapier?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh my.
0: Yeah, that's what uh, that's what was a big joke from last week when you from the last time we did it was, uh, I said next week's episode is going to be the naked time. And he went, Oh my. And I said, <laughs> yeah, more than, you know,
2: but <laughs> more <than> you
0: know. <laughs> why? Cause in the,
1: in the picture, like preview, it shows like Sulu, like shirtless yeah. with the sword. It's yeah. like, yeah. It's like the one thing I know about like Sulu is like yeah. later years, you know, Yep.
2: Oh my. <laughs>
0: <laughs> risk. risk is our business right there that'll what happened darpick was founded to seek out new life well there it sits
2: Rock and roll. Six. We're not afraid of diversity. We don't persecute it. We embrace it. At least I won't die alone.
0: Join our federation of planets.
1: For the days.
0: It's time to get a <laughs> Welcome back to another Re Trek review. This is a podcast where we weekly discuss Star Trek. And this week we are discussing episode four of Star Trek the original series. But to us, it's episode six, because we're watching it in production order. So the episode we are talking about today specifically is The Naked Time. It originally aired September 29th, 1966. It was written by John D.F. Black and directed by Mark Daniels. The synopsis for The Naked Time is the Enterprise crew is intoxicated by an inhibition stripping contagion that causes mayhem throughout the ship. So before we go through and do a full recap, let's ask Caleb what he thought of the episode.
1: I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was fun. I uh, always like when uh, something bad happens on board, and they have to figure it out, and they're like, um, like slowly figuring it out, and then more people are getting like taken over or sick.
2: Yeah, and
1: uh, yeah, kind of enjoy that stuff. So yeah, I think that's fun. It's always fun when there's like something on on board that's like bad. Yeah. And even um even Spock's not immune to this. Nope. <laughs> which is pretty interesting.
0: There's a lot there to unpack. <laughs> it's either yeah. because it's such
1: a strong virus thing or just early Spock wasn't written to be like like that.
0: Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little yeah. bit of
1: both. I can see that.
0: Yeah, that
1: was like my first thought. Was like, oh, so early Vulcans didn't have like, a, they didn't write them like in a way where they're like, oh, that doesn't affect me. I'm Vulcan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: but I always, hey. I always enjoy seeing Spock's like human side. So that's why I liked a lot of this episode.
0: Mm, okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's definitely...
1: I can't, I can't mm. do... I, I can't. It's never yeah, been de-
2: done. De-
0: they definitely use uh, <laughs> Spock, like the Vulcan physiology as like a thing Yeah. to either help the plot or like... Uh, just continue the plot. It's like, I don't think that they ever really sat down. I think basically every episode they would write, okay, blah, 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 and they're like, well, how do we make sure this doesn't happen? You're like, okay, well, Spock's affected. You're like, okay, okay, great, and then they move on. And so then once they're like, well, the Enterprise can get taken over because Spock is incapacitated by X thing, it then no. becomes canon and like lore that, like, well, Vulcans can't they can't withstand this type of whatever, you know? I think that's just how the writers were. It wasn't until later that people, like, for Next Gen and the movies and stuff, like, looked back and were like, oh, well, clearly this is how Vulcans act, this is what they do, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I think at this point, you know, they're just writing a TV show. Star Trek is nothing. It's just, a, you know what I mean? It's just a a way to get money and, and write an interesting, you know, get an interesting show out there. They
1: have to remind now, the audience every week that Spock is an alien. Correct. Correct.
2: <laughs> oh. Like,
1: I'm an alien. <laughs> <laughs> I am an alien. <laughs> so if like new viewers, like if every episode is like your first episode, like exactly. you have to know like Spock's an alien.
0: Yeah. And so that's like that's part of the the thing that you notice is like um You could literally just like watch this and have you don't need to have seen the other episodes. It's very like capsule, like uh, you know, it's just like, here is the here is Star Trek, watch an episode. Oh, I understand what Star Trek is.
2: Yeah,
1: that's why I like Enterprise get a lot of like slack in later seasons.
0: Yeah, when they when they made it very serialized, yeah. So the question that I know maybe a couple are having out there. So why, why this episode? Cause we're jumping around. We're not watching every single episode that was put out. We're just, we're, I'm, I'm picking and choosing for Caleb. So the, fur the, fur the other two that are on the channel that we talked about, one is the first thing they ever filmed, which I felt like was important to watch, you know, for Caleb to understand. And then the second one Is the first thing ever aired on television. So I just felt like those two um, episodes were just more like introductory to Star Trek and basically get your kind of your feet wet into what old original series like 1960s Star Trek is like. But now going forward, every episode after that is going to be purposeful. It's either going to be something that uh, is again, like explored in the future or something that has already happened in the past that they talked about. It's They're going to be episodes that are meaningful to Star Trek in general. And the ones that we skip.
1: Must be important because of the uh, time travel at the end.
0: That definitely is That is a big component of it, but there is another really, really very obvious thing, and mm. in a while we'll get to it, but um yeah, you'll understand when we get there.
1: <laughs> oh, it's time travel.
0: Time travel is a, is, is a part of it. It's definitely a part of it.
1: It's like so. crying.
0: <laughs> so... I'm sure there's people out there that understand why we're watching this episode, but until we get there, uh, okay, we'll just have to wait. So the teaser for the Naked Time is the USS Enterprise orbits the planet Psi 2000, a world that much like Earth in, a distant pe- in its distant past, tasked to observe the planet's impending disintegration. Lieutenant Commander Spock and Lieutenant Junior Grade Joe Tormelin beam down in environmental suits to a frozen surface laboratory and investigate the horrific deaths of the lab scientists. Carefully, Tormelin removes a glove of his suit to better scratch his nose, unknowingly exposing himself to a red blood-like liquid substance leaping to his exposed hand from a frozen wall. Spock contacts the Enterprise and informs Captain Kirk that all of the station's personnel are dead. Kirk asks what caused it, and Spock replies, Unknown, Captain. It's like nothing we've dealt with before.
2: (laughs) Yeah, what an idiot. Yeah.
0: What a rookie (laughs) move. I like that uh, I really was trying to pay attention because I knew he took his glove off and I was... Really trying to see like what acting decisions and writing decisions there were. And you could see him, he's like trying to like not like itch his nose without doing it. And he's trying to like just move his face. And he's like, all right, I gotta get this glove
1: up. (laughs) Also, um, again, I know the show is like filmed in the 60s, but those like, (laughs) those like hazmat suits are pretty. Pretty bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> awesome! Yeah. Uh, yeah, awesome! Yeah, awesome! Yeah, they're yeah. really like the whole bottom is just open. Yeah, third time they yeah, like yeah. move, it's just like like yeah. that. Um, even if the planet was surrounded by like bees, <laughs> you'd be in bad. You'd be in bad shape. Let alone like an airborne like sickness. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I I like the material though. I like like that like
0: how it kind of looks. Right? It definitely looks it's cool
2: good oh, on yeah. camera.
0: Yeah, the um, the really funny thing too is like, um, everything just lo- It looks so uncomfortable. Yeah, for the actors because it doesn't look like something that just went over. It looks like um like dish uh, like dishwashing gloves, like material, like that kind of oh, like yeah. rubbery vinyl, the old
1: <laughs> style.
2: So he's like. Ugh hit this glove off. <laughs>
1: Surprised yeah. a bunch of, like, sweat didn't come out of it.
0: True. Sure. Did uh, did you get uh, the Thing vibes when you saw the Frozen yeah. people? Yeah.
1: A little bit, yeah. Yeah, that Very stuff cool. was cool. The, like, Frozen Planet and like, all that stuff was cool. The did thing I thought was the... funny is they, yeah. they keep coming back to their, they keep coming back to, like, oh, and he was This guy was taking a shower and he froze to death. (laughs) Okay, like he didn't even care about anything
2: (laughs) with his clothes on.
1: (laughs) Sparks, like what? What is a shower?
0: (laughs) I wouldn't view another human bathing rituals. Yeah, the uh, the one that also made me laugh was the scene where he, they go into the other room next to like wherever they beam down, like the lab, and it's yeah. it's just it's just so very clearly a mannequin like uh-huh. on the floor, and like, oh, <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, she's dead, she did frozen stiff.
2: It's like, oh boy, they're it was so loud. life,
1: so lifelike. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. If we watched if we watched this original series on like an old like tube TV, ooh, would we be like, this is really good?
0: If we watched it in an old tube television and then sat like 20 feet away from it, like, oh my god, look at this.
1: and we put in like a microwave dinner. Yeah, we could be like, We're in the 60s.
0: This is, is that, so is good. It, is that what we're going to do for the, uh, this, the series I finale?
1: I don't see why not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. I see no problems with this. I see no issues doing this. The landing party returns to decontamination on the transporter pad and undergo further examination and clearance by Dr. McCoy. Carmalin's sudden anguish over the surface deaths something that didn't face him previously is brushed off with an order by Captain Kirk for him to rest
2: you don't
1: get it the frozen man the frozen <laughs>
2: game over man <laughs> game over. yeah exactly he was in the shop with his clothes on man <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: <sighs> why is it I Oh, Captain Kirk and his senior officers discuss the possible causes of the madness displayed on the surface in the briefing room. Concerned about the planet's breakup and the crew efficiency needed to maintain a tricky orbit for their observations. Kirk asks if the surface tragedy could happen aboard the Enterprise. Spock admits to limitations in their scanning technology as space still contains infinite unknowns. But Scott is confident in his engines as long as the bridge crew stays sane. Early stages of the planet's destruction begin. So I like how they're just like, oh, it's, it's shrinking. It's just shrinking.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's collapsing. And then there's later, there's just scenes and it's just the, the planet's just spinning faster instead of like, mag- you know, like nothing's happening. That was <laughs> just like, okay, all right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're don't like, worry. Oh no, we're getting pulled to the surface and it just looked <laughs> like they just kept like flying around the atmosphere.
2: It's
0: like, oh okay. But another another thing that you like where they all sit around and they discuss what's wrong with everybody. What's going <laughs> on?
1: And they don't find anything out. Nothing. My favorite part honestly is when like Kirk starts like grabbing people off their workstations and like throwing them out of the out of the bridge. Later yeah, on the bridge, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get out. Of here. He's like they're doing their job and then they're just like
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, Kirk's like get him out of here. <laughs> get him out of here.
0: All right, Tourmalin, aggravated by his hand and sweating, sits in the Enterprise recreation room, getting something to eat from the food synthesizer. Entering in a jovial mood, Lieutenant Sulu tries to sell Lieutenant Kevin Riley on the virtues of fencing after previously trying to interest the Enterprise Navigator on botany. An effort to bring Tormelan into the conversation triggers a hysterical response. Tormelan brandishes his table knife and rants about the futility of life in space. He says, what are we doing out here in space? Good, what good? We're polluting it. (laughs) Destroying it. His mood quickly turns to despair and he turns the knife on himself. Sulu and Riley try to wrestle it away unsuccessfully as Tormelin falls and impales himself. Riley runs over to the room's intercom calling for medical assistance and he begins to sweat on his hands profusely. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah, he got stabbed with a butter knife. He was like, Oh, not this butter knife. <laughs> and then when the butter knife a... got him, right? It was like mm-hmm. somebody scribbled crayon all over me.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Where'd all this hot wax
2: come from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: That's pretty good. I did enjoy that, though. So it's I a cool, like... it's a fun like introduction to like Sulu and. Yeah. He just walks in the room, like, No, you know, you have to do fencing. Fencing is very good. <laughs> Even like later on, when he's like, Yeah, he's working on the bridge, and he's like, I'm gonna go work out. And the guy's like, You can't go work out. He's like, No, come out, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I was like, Oh my god.
2: Oh wow. Oh wow.
1: That's kind of what I like too, is like when there's a I think even Enterprise did a couple of episodes where, like, there's a sickness thing going on. Mm-hmm. And you... It's like, oh, this is how these characters really are, like, deep down. This is like they're... They're, like, raw. Oh.
0: yeah I Like, emotions are, like... The singularity episode where they all get, like, hyper-fixated on stuff.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like that stuff.
0: This go. I like that, uh... That um, uh, Lieutenant Riley like brings up uh, botany to Sulu because like the previous episode, like Sulu was in mm-hmm. in the lab with the plant, the hand plant thing. Yeah, so I enjoyed that pretty good. That was I. I, thought I, I was enjoyed curious, it. It's nice that I called back to it.
1: Like every every month, Sulu's trying to get crewmates <laughs> to do like different stuff. Like, <laughs> like oh, you should really take up like botany
0: (laughs) sounds like he's just lonely and bored and he wants somebody else to do stuff with him it's like please because
1: he's like the only person on the ship that cares about like botany
0: (laughs) the thing that i i liked about the scene too that made me laugh it made me laugh but then and i but not like in a this is stupid more of in like oh like uh, nervous laughter is when he has like the knife and he's like no. And then they're like, Hey, hey, it's okay, Joe. Like, it's all right. It's okay. And he's like, No, we're the problem. And then he turns the knife the other way and it's like, Oh, <laughs> like this is getting this is getting serious real fast. That's really
1: funny. Yeah, I know whatever that stuff happens in like TV shows and movies, it's like you're threatening the other person and they're like, No, you don't get it. I'm going to do it to me. <laughs> and you and then everyone's like, No, no. <laughs> this is like in that situation i just be like oh thank god Ooh, oh, that was close <laughs> <sure>.
2: <laughs> i thought he was gonna stab me yeah
1: i thought i was gonna
0: here comes your uh tie-in to star wars you ready for it mm-hmm. mccoy and nurse chapel failed to save Tormalin's life despite the fact that his wounds were not that severe Leaving a confounded McCoy to speculate his patient had simply lost his will to live. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're breaking you my turned, heart. You <laughs> turned him against me. Yeah. You
1: have done that yourself.
2: If you're not my you're not with me, then you're you my won't. enemy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like how both both episodes now McCoy. I know he's not a bad bad doctor, but I like how both episodes yeah. now.
1: Yeah, he's the like, salt, nothing I can do.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well that, but like the last the salt monster mm-hmm. thing, he's like uh-huh. he should just he should be getting up and walking around. And then this episode, he's like his wounds weren't his wounds weren't that severe. Like he should be walking around. He's fine. Like clearly, he's not doctor.
1: Clearly yeah, not. yeah. Maybe there's something else going on that you can't, you know, see with medical
0: devices. It's like it must mm. have been that terrible frost down on the planet, just killing everyone. <laughs> Was it like too cold down there? <laughs> just like in <laughs> Bengo with the gorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. I know. Because
1: every time, every time Kirk comes in to check in on yeah. the patient, <laughs> Corey's like he's dead. I don't know. I don't know why. He's like, what am I? What am I paying you for? <laughs> where's Where's Doctor Piper?
2: I want him back.
1: <laughs> where's Mbanga? <laughs> yeah.
0: Psy two thousands breakup accelerates, and the crew follows. Sulu and Riley, now at their helm and navigation councils, and showing signs of infection, are slow in making. a necessary orbital correction. Sulu abandons the helm in favor of some exercise to take the edge off, encouraging Riley to join him. Riley remains but soon becomes flamboyantly insubordinate to Spock, sporting an exaggerated Irish brogue. Reporting briefly to Sickbay as ordered, Riley learns of the death of Tormalin from Nurse Chapel, and attributes his friend's bad luck to the fact that he wasn't born an Irishman. Riley then proceeds to flirt with Nurse Chapel, touching her face and infecting her. Sulu, now fantasizing himself as a musketeer, stalks the corridors with a foil and frightens off two crewmen. Deeper in the delusion, he returns to the bridge and takes Ahura, declaring her a fair maiden, despite her protest that she was neither. Under his protection, before Kirk jumps him from behind and spots seduce him with a Vulcan nerve punch. A lot to there. A lot to unpack. So, yeah, like you said, he was just like, come on!
2: Come on!
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go work at take the edge off. like the, world, the ship is on fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: It's
1: okay. It's doesn't, doesn't that make you want to relieve stress? <laughs> like, no. No. <Yep. laughs> No. no 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 it doesn't. No, it makes me want to get out of the situation.
0: <laughs> yeah, so here's your uh here's your nurse chapel. Mm-hmm. She accelerated, she lost all of her tattoos. She's yeah. older. Yeah.
1: hmm Never talked to Spock before.
0: Nope. So the the thing that we discussed in person but didn't discuss on here is that uh-huh. Major Barrett uh, plays who plays Nurse Chapel also played number one in the cage.
1: Yeah, I know that's that's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I
1: recognize so, her, but I didn't. I didn't pick up on that fact.
0: Yeah, well, in the in, as Nurse Chapel, she had short blonde hair that was like put up and in the cage she has like long shoulder length black hair so uh, yeah but this is gene roddenberry's wife so uh-huh. here she here she is in the show so. right 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 yeah that's pretty cool she's also i don't i can't remember i'm sure i'm i'm sure i'm wrong but if there i can't remember if there's been any computer talking back to Kirk yet, but she's also the voice of the Enterprise computer. Oh,
1: yeah, I don't think so.
0: Computing! Things like that.
1: (laughs) That's super funny.
0: Yeah. She does a really good job.
1: (laughs) Did they even address her as Nurse Chapel in this episode? I don't think so. I don't remember her even having a name yet.
0: I think he said, when McCoy's doing the surgery on Tourmaline, I think he says Nurse Chapel. I think so. I don't remember, though. Mm-hmm. He always addresses her as nurse. He definitely does, yeah. But the funny thing is that I re- I read about was a thing where, um, I think it was on this, actually, where he they talk about why did Sulu, George Takei, why did he use like a like a fencing thing? Mm-hmm. So it says director Mark Daniels visited uh, George in his trailer and asked him to take off his shirt. After observing his bare <laughs> chest, Mark, uh, yeah, <laughs> Mark announced that they would do the fencing scenes shirtless. Unknown to him and the rest of the cast and crew, George spent all of his free time in the next three days doing push-ups. And then the writer, John Black, John D.F. Black, came up with Sulu's berserk scene without specifying the weapon to be used. Unable to decide between a samurai sword or a fencing foil, he left Mm -hmm. the choice to George. George picked the latter. He reasoned that by the 23rd century, humans would have developed to a point where they would choose their cultural artifacts based on personal preference rather than ethnic background. Wow! And then then he says... George says he had fun acting in this episode and took his fencing very seriously, avid, avidly practicing his technique on the set and working out to define his chest muscles for his memorable scene in the corridor. Hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. So it's the thing I like about it besides, you know, the writer of the '60s writers being a smidge bit racist to be like, well, he's Japanese, so here he wants a samurai sword. Um, I like the uh, fact that well,
1: yeah,
0: he has, yeah, he, he has the uh, the that he, he like he picked the the fencing foil to be like, oh, well, why not type of thing. And I liked that so that was more of his decision than the writers.
1: Yeah, I think that's cool. I think that's cool that he picked that and he actually reasoned. That like, oh well in the future it's based on like personal preference. Right, right. Because I mean that is a thing, right? Where like the samurai swords are like family heirlooms.
0: Oh, sure, sure. Absolutely. Like, it's not outlandish to think that, that the man would have connection to his heritage, but at the same time it's like
2: yeah, he doesn't ha- he doesn't
0: have to. <laughs> right. So the other thing that was really funny was him doing the Irish brogue on the bridge, and then Spock being like, No, 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 we're
2: not, <laughs> yeah. we're not having
0: this. He didn't do a very good Irish. Uh,
1: like, he didn't go full Scotty, you know, he didn't go full Scottish. Nope, that's true. And then when he starts singing, my God.
0: <laughs> Everyone's like f- my god <laughs> I felt
1: like everybody on the bridge. Yeah. Right? Because Kirk's just like, make it stop. Make it stop.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, I'm gonna sing it again. <laughs> like, no,
2: no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's well cool. that'll
0: be funny when we get there. The uh the other thing too that was good was um, that part where like Sulu comes around the thing and he's like, <laughs> and he's like with the sword and, or the foil, and he comes around the the thing, and then the two the two <laughs> crewmen are like, oh, like why, why <laughs>
2: yeah. what's going
0: on? Like what is and this? He's, he's like, mm-hmm. oh yes, so they're like well what?
2: <laughs> so Like what are <laughs> the, you doing? <laughs> and he
1: comes after we like hits him,
2: uh-uh, uh-uh, and they're like, eh, no, no, yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess uh, these,
1: yeah. I guess these quantum pipes up here are going to be adjusted. <laughs> we just came up we here go. to do this.
0: Yeah, yeah we all can all
1: day long.
0: And then he comes. I like when he comes back to the bridge, and he's like, ah, oh, a fair maiden. He takes her her, and she's like, I'm not a fair maiden. And then he doesn't want uh, Kirk and Spock to take, take her away from him.
1: Yeah, Spock just immediately takes him out.
0: The planet convulses, but the helm is unable to respond. A call to engineering is answered by Captain Kevin Thomas Riley who has expelled oh, no. Scott and crew and begun the ship-wide broadcast of a one-man musical slash comedy show, including a very off-key version of I'll Take You Home Again, Kathleen, to the great annoyance of Kirk and Ahura, who were unable to turn off the broadcast. Without power, the Enterprise is 20 minutes from destruction, and the affliction continues to spread through the crew. Yeah, they love it.
2: I oh, can't <laughs> If you think I could have turned it off, don't you think I would have turned it off? <laughs> you stupid!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you home again, Kathleen. <laughs> oh, so bad. Yeah.
2: I've watched so them bad. fade away and die. <laughs> yep
1: well my favorite too is like this episode you get to see like you're saying like with Dr McCoy I think every time Dr mm-hmm. McCoy shows up he's like he's dead I have no idea
0: yeah
1: and now this it seems they show up and they're like um Scotty why is nobody in the engine room and he's yeah. like oh I don't know he can't, he said oh I need to go in the engine room and he went in the engine room and then he locked <laughs> us out it's like what why?
0: Why? Yeah. Why did
1: you let him in? And why did you all leave? Like what are you talking about?
0: He just kept singing so off key they were like, oh, we gotta get oh, out of here. No, no. It's a good point. Like, why would you leave? Why would you... Why
1: is everybody being terrible at their jobs today?
2: Today <laughs> of all days. <laughs>
0: Okay, Spock tours the ship, urging Scott to hurry and retaking engineering, observing the madness of crewmen, and checking on McCoy's progress. Chapel is emboldened, confessing her love for Spock, and infecting him with the touch of her hand. Affecting him quickly, he insistently blurts, I am in control of my emotions. Ignoring repeated hails from Uhura, Spock begins losing composure in the corridors. A crewman writes love mankind in the red paint on a door, not helping him at all, and secludes himself in the briefing room, trying to regain control by stating his duty and counting by twos before he suffers a complete loss of his emotional control. Okay, so you're not there yet in season two. No. So they do something in season two that nobody likes. And then you have what you saw in season one and a little bit of season two. And then you have this episode in this scene. Yeah. And I, and I always think to myself, isn't it weird that she's like confessing her love for him and how much she cares and loves and she wants to be with him. And it sounds like she's never said it to him before. Yeah. Like it's something that's like her inhibition is stripped. So she's saying her inner thoughts to him and he's hearing it for the first time. But then if you watch Strange New Worlds, you're like, well, this is she's already talked about this. Like this is already a this is already a beat. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting an interesting thing that why the Strange New Worlds people would go so hard into like their relationship. Like you yeah. like I'm fine with I'm fine with it because I, I have come to terms that it's a slightly off off the track timeline. Yeah. But like they don't they're not saying that. And so you're supposed to believe that however Chapel is in Strange New Worlds, like this makes sense. Like it connects.
1: Yeah, I know. That's interesting. There's that they do all this stuff in Strange New Worlds, it's like drastically like mm-hmm. already has like consequences, and right? They're, but they're even they're like, oh no, it's the same timeline. Like, well, it's it's clearly not, right? Exactly. So, you are supposed to just accept it, I guess. I don't know. Like, did maybe Spock loses hits his head in the end of season six or something of Strange New Worlds? Or yeah, right. Uh, oh, they get their minds wiped. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. Or maybe Spock is just so dense that he doesn't even know Chapel is like likes him. She he literally thinks that she's just like his friend for now. But then like moving forward now in, in the original series, like they're not they haven't been friends. Like they don't even talk to each other. <laughs>
0: it's, like, it's possible. It's very possible.
1: Told you yeah. those six years, those five years, they changed people.
0: <laughs> I think from what I read too, I think Spock Going into the like briefing room and having like his mental breakdown. I think, I think, um, Leonard Nimoy did that in like one take because he like wow. wasn't feeling good or somebody, somebody was sick or something. So he did it like in one, one take.
1: That's impressive. Kind of felt like one like shot. Yeah.
0: According to Nimoy's autobiography, I am Spock. The scene where Spock breaks down in tears was originally supposed to have been a simple sight gag of a crewman painting a mustache on Spock. Nimoy wanted a deep... Yeah, so originally it was just going to be... um, He was going to cry because somebody painted a mustache on him. (laughs) Apparently. Nimoy wanted a deeper scene for Spock and one that preserved his dignity. So he talked to the writer john df black about it and the writer was already working on the next script and brushed nimoy off so nimoy went to gene roddenberry gene roddenberry agreed with nimoy so the writer grudgingly asked nimoy what he had in mind according to nimoy's autobiography he said to black it's about emotion versus logic love versus mathematics grief versus pi r-squared Nimoy, Nimoy goes on to say in I Am Spock, based on that bit of information, the writer went back and wrote the marvelous scene for Spock that now appears in The Naked Time. As the production day was winding down, there was time for only a single take, but Nimoy nailed it on the first take. Nimoy described the production of the scene at length in Star Trek Lives. So. Wow, that's cool. I like so when like the,
1: actors really like their character and they like fight for. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, these, this, my character wouldn't do this.
0: Oh, yeah. He. And the show a,
1: always is better.
0: That's the great thing. As much as like Shatner has kind of given throughout, like, there was a brief time, like 15, 20 years, where Shatner kind of like crapped on Star Trek and kind of didn't made fun of the fans and stuff like that but the thing that i always appreciated was specifically the three of them mccoy spock and kirk those actors deforest kelly leonard nimoy and william shatner Mm -hmm. they always were like oh yeah we'll show up in some we'll make cameos we'll be in movies we'll do stuff but listen like, I'm not, we're not just going to do it if it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't care how much you're going to pay me, what you're going to do. Yeah. Like, if you're having me involved, I care about this character and what he says and what he does and how he behaves. So I, I, it's like as much as some of the comments that they've all made at the same time, they actually do care about the, their performance yeah. and like the character of the, of their, uh, the person, the, the character that they're acting.
2: Yeah, I know,
1: that's cool.
0: Kirk, Scott, and two security officers recapture engineering, and Riley is taken away by security. But Scott discovers Riley has shut the engines down completely. A normal restart requires at least 30 minutes. The Enterprise, now skimming Psi 2000's upper atmosphere, only has eight to spare. I can't change the laws of physics. I've got to have 30 minutes, Scott declares
2: to (laughs) Kirk. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess in the original aired thing, when Scotty is holding the phaser at the wall and he's like cutting, yeah, the thing, I guess there was no like beam to the wall, he just was pointing the gun and like the wall was just cutting. So, I guess now in the remaster, they like they put the phaser beam there so it looks like he's actually cutting the wall. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's so
1: funny. There's a lot of things. Like that I don't even like pick up on stuff like that. Yeah. Cause like, if I haven't seen like the original aired version, like you wouldn't really know pick up on yeah, that. Look, I just assume most
0: of the, most of the planet, like anything that like the planet stuff, the ship, like the exterior ship stuff, like that's all remastered. Yeah. Most honestly, most of it, except for like the effects is all, they just go went back and just like made the film, like the color of the film, like look nicer. Yeah. So, most I, the thing that's what I like about it is, you know, not not to make fun of them and not to get onto another tangent, but like that's the thing I like about the remastered of the original series and Star Trek: The Next Generation is they didn't do what George Lucas did, which was like now there's yeah. like and like like literally in all these scenes they could what you would do is like here comes Sulu and it's like well here's all these aliens are just walking down the corridor like like look, look this this the Enterprise is full of aliens and you know it's mm-hmm. like. I don't know. It's just like you don't have to have to do all that, you know. Yeah, it's
1: it doesn't like, add. It doesn't add to the scene. It doesn't add to the story.
0: Right. Yeah, I know. I like the fact that they they try, and honestly, some there's there's some like creatures and ships and some things in the show that like, for me as a 80s 90s kid, like watching it, you're like that thing looks really stupid. But back then, for those fans, it looks great. But they don't change it. They they don't change. They just make it look more seamless. There's like a thing in one of the. I could probably find it. There's like a ship, or like a like a weird entity in space, and it's literally like a box with like lights on it, and it's just spinning, and that's all it is. (laughs) And it's like, oh, look at this crazy thing, and it, you know, it's you can tell it's a box with like lights on it spinning. But in the remastered thing, they take like the light effect and like kind of like bleed it out more so that it looks more like or be kind of like and just more weird but they don't like overall they don't really change what it looked like they just made it they just you don't see like those hard edges of the the thing spinning and it looks less like somebody just plugged lights into a thing and it's more like mechanical looking Yeah, yeah that's cool so you get to see Scotty here with his traditional i just can't do it yeah i can't do it the funny thing is is um when we get there um a lot of the the lot of the scotty that like everybody mimics and talks about is like yeah. the movies movie scotty and, yeah like, the tv show scotty is like a, a little he's not like terribly different but he's just a little different hmm. he's a little more He's a little more serious when he's not drinking, basically. He drinks a lot in the original (laughs) series. Oh. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. All right. We are almost at the end. So go down to the comments section and write the word Scotty. (laughs) Scotty. (laughs) A cold restart with controlled matter, antimatter implosion and balanced engines is possible. But requires Stock's attention. Meanwhile, McCoy has discovered a cure for the affliction after administering it to Sulu. They're figuring it out. I like that, but there's a scene where he gives the uh McCoy gives the shot to Sulu, and Sulu's mm-hmm. like, Yeah. He <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> screams mm-hmm. and then and he's just like, Oh, yeah. well, where am I? Why am I here? And then they're like, Okay. And now he's trying to McCoy knows he has to go and like get administered to like everybody. Yeah. And so Sulu's like right as there's like a, a scene where Sulu's off camera and McCoy is like walking out the door. You hear Sulu say, he's like, Hey Doc, if I'm okay, can I can I get out of here? And McCoy's like, release him or whatever. <laughs> he yeah. Walks yeah, yeah. And he walks out the door.
1: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know. I picked up on that. That was funny. Uh is it this no, it's later. Maybe, it's, maybe it's during this where he, um, he calls down to like this the synthesize station. Yeah, like, oh, it yeah. works. It works. Make more product. Make he's more flat. product, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah,
0: it's definitely <laughs> that's why he's leaving the like, sick. Yeah, thing. right. Yeah. So
1: that's why he goes down. There. Yeah. Uh, but then, um, it's funny too. It's like because even like later on, you'll talk about it, but like. When Kirk comes back on the bridge, McCoy's just kind of like oh. behind the door and he just goes.
2: <laughs> just
1: like, he's just going around and like injecting people with this like stir them, you know.
0: He's oh, hiding man. and just getting them, yeah. So Kirk finds his first officer in anguished reflection, regretting his inability to express love even for his mother. Kirk slaps him in the face hard. And Spock admits to feeling shame over his friendship with the captain. Struck again, he responds in kind, sending Kirk backwards over a table, infecting him.
1: Oh, that was good. Yeah. I love that first, the first slap. You think like, okay, that'll knock him out. And he's like, yeah, you don't get it. You don't get it, Kirk. Even you. I can't even say to you, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I think even after he hits him across the room, he says
0: something again, like, yeah. Shame. <laughs> the shame. The <laughs> shame. Kirk goes well over that table into the chair, too. He's like, He oh. does,
1: too. Yeah, he really committed.
0: <laughs> Here's the part where we talk about what we talked about a couple episodes ago where, you know, like, why does uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, last, last time's episode we talked about why does Kirk see an age-appropriate Nancy? Mm-hmm. And it's because of what we learned right here. Kirk haltingly advises Spock that he's better off without love and rhapsodizes over his great affair, the Enterprise. (laughs) And the price she exacts. Kirk suddenly shouts and admits, I have a beautiful yeoman. Self-awareness. Self-awareness returns to Spock, who proceeds to help Scott with the restart. Kirk finds the strength to return to the bridge with quiet words to a ship never lose you never <laughs> entering the turbo lift and heading to the bridge kirk sees sinner repent painted on the inner door seeing this yeah. he wipes away blood from the corner of his mouth
1: mm. yeah like this even um even earlier too when like um spock is like trying to fight his, like, emotions mm. in the hallway. Yeah. He's like, I'm in control. I'm in control. And then he goes into that room, and he, like, immediately, like,
2: <laughs> 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 like,
1: wow, he's not doing so good. <laughs> he's, not, he's not doing
0: so good, is he, no? Yeah, I so said the it, it, one thing, I the environmental suits were made out of shower curtains. Hmm.
1: Those are pretty snazzy shower curtains.
0: This is the crazy thing; I didn't even realize it. So, this is the only episode, the TOS episode, in which the th- the three primary female crew members, Uhura, Chapel, and Yeoman Rand, there appear yeah. together. appear together in the same episode. Really? Yep. So this is the only episode that they're in. All all three of them are in in the, wow. in the episode at the same time. That's crazy. It is crazy. yoman Rand is like a thing from the series, and she kind of she shows up here and there. She's not super um she's not like super frequent in the series, but she I don't know. Everybody remembers her. She's not like in every episode.
1: You think but, though um, she'd be on like every scene that's in the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Chapel's always in the yeah, sick bang. That's so weird. Yeah. So two of them, two of them you would you would see on the bridge, like every time there's bridge scenes. And the yeah. other one's always in medical, which like there's they're always in medical. Yeah. Well, that is pretty interesting.
0: It is. Entering the bridge, Kirk's uniform is ripped by McCoy, who administers the <laughs> antidote to the captain. Kirk's taking the center seat. Kirk's orders are muddled, but a cured Sulu is able to plot the escape from orbit. With a a hesitating reach, Kirk longs for his beautiful Yeoman Rand, standing next to him, whom he can't touch but for duty. I have no idea. Spock and Scott finish preparations, and the (laughs) restart is engaged. The implosion is successful, with an unexpected result, sending the Enterprise Three days back in time, perhaps deciding not to return to Psy two thousand, Kirk orders a course ahead. Warp factor one.
1: Now this that, time, don't scratch your nose.
0: Yeah. Well, we're not going back. So is that guy alive now? I think they were like in a time bubble, and they go back in time, but it's like it's like uh, it's right. like the concept of like. Marty McFly going back in time he he doesn't like de-age he's protected inside the time bubble
1: the universe is in a different right. time they're in the same
0: time but there's Kirk getting his uniform ripped for no reason at all well he had to get the, the yeah
1: medicine injected into his arm didn't want
0: those tunic fabric threads that get in the way
1: no, I definitely couldn't just do his neck either.
0: No. So that concludes the naked time. That's how the episode ends. It ends in the most weirdest way possible, where it's like, oh, these people are, their inhibitions are stripped and they're acting crazy and weird and it's kind of silly episode. And then it ends. And it's like, we can time travel. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. That is true. It wasn't even like, hey, so what was that stuff? Like, doesn't matter. Look what we can do. <laughs> we know how to travel through time.
0: So let's get to it. Your favorite part of the episode, everyone. Let's yeah. talk about what <laughs> thought uh-huh. of the Naked Town. Caleb. Caleb. Okay, so who gets the Erica Ortega award for being most unlikable? The guy that was singing the whole episode. Oh <laughs> yeah,
2: Lieutenant
1: Riley, yeah. Yeah, really not a fan. Even like at first when he was like, Oh, maybe it's just because he wasn't Scott he wasn't Irish enough. It's like, oh okay. And then he starts singing, and he's just like, okay, somebody needs to like get rid of yeah. this guy. Yeah, he got got old pretty quick.
0: So, who gets the Elizabeth Cutler Award as being most forgettable? The guy that itched his nose. Oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he ruined everything.
0: He ruined everything and then nobody cared, right?
1: No, nobody cared. Because even last week, right, where the last episode where, like, people died on the Enterprise and Kirk was, like, Mm. mad about it, right? He's like, I'm losing men. Yeah. And now this episode he's like, he should be walking around. I don't understand why he's dead. And Kirk's like, hmm. Oh well, well, I'm going back to the bridge now. I've <laughs> <laughs> well, done another one. <laughs> Prepare another body bag. Like he didn't even he didn't even care about it. So if Kirk doesn't care, I don't care. That's
0: how it always goes. Yeah, that's my motto. Who gets the trip Tucker Award as being the MVP? Probably McCoy oh okay right
1: i mean he's the one that fixed it right i mean yeah sure that's without true. dr mccoy everybody would have you know the star enterprises would have blown up
0: that's true that's very true
1: yeah would have been that showering was- with their clothes on <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing too. So going back to the very beginning when they're like all these people mm-hmm. are like frozen at their stations and stuff. Yeah. You you're like led to believe that like they were just being like the true essence of their personality and like just like not working. And yeah, that's what led everything to like being bad. Yeah. So the guy in the shower, he just like his true his true essence of his personality was he just he hated being like naked. Yeah he's like oh i'm gonna shower my clothes on
0: yeah it could have been a thing too where he was having just enough like he could he was kind of coming to and he thought like the sweat was making him sick so he was like washing himself but like he's delusional so he doesn't take his clothes off type of thing because clearly he's like they're in the like clearly he was in the middle of showering and like things froze so it's like it must have happened pretty rapidly. Yeah right right.
1: I assume somebody went crazy and like opened the door to like
0: the outside space and must have been something. Yeah, it was like an ice planet, so it must have been. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So what gets the Shran Award for being the best action sequence?
1: I like when Spock hits Kirk across the table. Oh, all right. Yeah. Pretty good one.
0: Yeah. I can kind of
1: show off like Spock's like true strength, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And William Shatner like went all into that scene. He like really.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Didn't hold back, you know? Nope. Nope. He knew he had to sell his, his like triple a man's strength.
1: It's all a hard right. thing to do, like when you know you're going to get hurt, but you have to be like, all right, I'm gonna throw myself against this thing. And three,
2: two. One.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, what well, gets the NX award for some sweet ship stuff?
1: I like seeing the food synthesizer again.
2: Ooh. Yeah. They did they, they did
0: note. They did notate on that page that uh, it is the only time, I think, that uh, a puff of smoke is shown from the food synthesizer. Wow. <laughs> yep. What did he get? Do you remember what he got? It's kind of like the thing that Kirk had uh, a couple an episode ago when he's eating the... Different color Cheetos? Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like that on the plate. Is it Really? Kind of. It's not like it's like a mixture of like a stew looking thing and the thing oh. that like put that uh, Kirk ate.
1: Oh. Wow, okay. Yeah, weird.
0: But when he pulls it out, it's like covered, so I don't think it So I'll have to find that.
2: That the... let's see. It's
1: funny that that's the only time they showed like smoke coming out of it.
0: Yeah, public smoke camp
1: yeah. or steam. Yeah, like I always like seeing the tech, like uh technology, you know. Yeah, yeah. Food synthesizers pretty cool. I wish we had that technology.
0: Oh, man.
1: Tell me about it. It'd be pretty sweet even if it was like, you know, just awful fake stuff you like recreated from
0: matter, you know. Yeah. Who or, what gets the Porthos Award as being the cheesiest?
1: I'm gonna go with Chapel's Undying Love for Spock. <laughs> uh-huh. He's like, oh, Hold me, Spock, hold me. And he's like, No, I don't even like humans. And then he's walking down yeah. the hallway, and he's like,
2: eh. uh, Don't go back. <laughs> don't. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, he was really trying to force himself to go back to work, you know?
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't love, I love her. I don't love her. Yeah. I'm going to kiss it. I'm going to kiss it. I'm going to kiss it. I'm not going to kiss
1: her. I can't kiss her. I have to work, and I'm an alien. Hey, perhaps one right. kiss.
2: Perhaps one <laughs>
1: no now I have to work
2: but on the second thought it's
1: <laughs> like it just kept going I was like, okay we get uh, it we
0: got you, it you doing that makes me think of Master Roshi like he's trying to keep composure right? and then he's like Ooh, "Maybe just, maybe just hey, one.
1: But perhaps we could uh, you know take a walk around my island uh, yeah. no
2: no 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 yeah. Maybe just the kids. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's good. Yeah,
1: I like that. I like you hitting me with a Master Roshi reference. That's pretty good.
2: Hmm. <laughs> yep.
1: Jackie Chan's better. But Jackie Chan,
2: don't you dare talk about you. You make me look like a fool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, what gets the Enterprise Award as being the best scene of the episode? Kirk getting his shirt ripped. It's oh, my favorite.
1: It's no. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite scene of the episode. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was gonna
0: be Sulo with the with the fencing foil, but no. I do really like that, but that's just two other nails. It is too, I don't
1: know. It's, it's yeah, going to always true. be anytime Kirk gets his shirt ripped. I mean, that's just moving forward. <laughs> just so you know, that's always going to be.
0: Anytime he gets his shirt ripped, you're like, oh, that's, that's
1: that's the best part of the episode. <laughs>
2: it's
1: over.
0: Yeah, I want to see anything where it ends. Anyway, the best scene in the episode is right before the credits start. Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. So, that is what Caleb thought of the episode. Yeah. So, go down into the comment section below and write what you thought of the episode. Let us know what you thought about Sulu and Kirk and all the boys and girls getting naked. So, (laughs) (laughs) nobody even got Uh, naked. No, just like partially naked. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That guy in the shower didn't even get naked. That's true. What a bad-named
0: episode. A lot of missing nudity for an episode called Naked Time. Yeah. Like, what's up with that? Probably just a 60s thing to be like, oh my goodness, it's called Naked? Oh, no. I can't watch this. I can't watch this.
1: This is (sighs) bad. Shirtless Japanese man. Oh, no get it off my black and white television set immediately
0: (laughs) so next week's episode is going to be a good one so come make sure that you watch it because next week's episode is is, (laughs)
2: is the balance of terror
1: oh really it is I keep hearing about this episode You have heard about The Balance of Terror. And I've also maybe seen this in a different
2: time period?
1: I'm not sure. Oh, perhaps (laughs) I've seen a recreation of this episode? Maybe, (laughs) maybe. I should hope nobody gets married. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Nope. Okay, good.
0: Very good. Very good. Very good, sir. Very good. So that's next week, Bound Terror. Look for it. So if you liked this episode, like, like it. If you dislike this episode, dislike it. If you want to make sure all of your Trek friends know about it, share it with them. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode and ring that bell for notifications, especially for next week's episode. And if you're listening to this on some sort of podcast app. Just make sure to rate and review. Do all the fun stuff. Let your friends know about it. And before we conclude out, I'll send it over to Caleb and Caleb can talk about anything that's happening on his channel. Oh boy. our
1: Episode four of our Dragon Ball Rewatch cast finishing up the tournament saga. Mm-hmm. And uh that's coming out on the 19th. And if you like watching me answer stupid questions, and then that episode you'll get to watch will answer some stupid questions. Um, yeah. And then what else?
0: Perhaps what else I make. Oh, this. Perhaps I make a wish.
1: No, you don't make any wishes. Oh, okay. And as far as like prop building on my channel, recently I made the mm-hmm. sticking on theme with Dragon Ball. I made the Dragon Ball radar. It's very cool. It lights up. It lights <laughs> up. And you should definitely go make it. Make it.
2: Or do buy it. it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there's some other stuff. The Nerd Holes have got some other episodes kind of in the works. Mm-hmm. We... Most recently, we just put out our... Uh, what did we just do? We just did something. Andor. Andor. Yeah, that's right. So if you don't like Star Trek, and you're watching this to this point, I don't know what's wrong with you. But we're doing Star Star Wars on my channel.
0: That's right. So yeah, his Dragon Ball episode should come out about two.
1: Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) This is going. This is going out on a very specific date.
2: Oh
0: yes. Uh, That will.
1: What was that date again, so I remember?
0: Oh, gosh, it's like October or something. Yeah.
2: Oh, no! (laughs) Oh. Mm -mm. What could that possibly be? It's
1: nothing. You saw nothing. (laughs) You saw
2: nothing.
0: Yeah, his Dragon Ball uh, our Dragon Ball Um, <laughs> video will come out a couple days after this uh episode airs, so look for it on his channel in a couple days. Yeah, it's Tuesday, right? Uh, I think so. That sounds right. I'm look for a cool episode on October 17th.
2: Mm.
1: What could it be?
0: What could it be? Not on my channel, on his channel.
1: Even I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even I'm curious. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching the Retrack Review. Now go get naked. And computer and program.
0: See hey, you guys. The Retrack Review is a Daystrom holodeck podcast produced in association with the Plastic Underground Props, hosted by Caleb Stoddard and Will Wilbur, edited by Will Wilbur. Our intro song is by Kaylee Joy Rookledge. Our theme song is by Samos Studios. And our outro song is by Tommy T. Title card art created by Caleb Stoddard. Trophy art created by Adri Wilbur of Love by the Letters. Synopsis and written plot provided by memory alpha.fandom.com. Star Trek is created by Gene Roddenberry, and all official clips and pictures are owned by Paramount Pictures. You can follow us at the Plastic Underground Props and the Daystrom Holodeck on Instagram and on YouTube. Thanks for watching.